Besser. Besser, the delivery right by Adams. Rebound! It's Bjorkolsen! And Vermont Green up two! Cohen claims a body. Kobe over the goalie and Vermont Green in front again. Ryan Kobe. Salvez. O'Neal the turn. Mark O'Neal. Ridiculous stuff. Oh, baby. Mark O'Neal. That was a delight. Finds a way to get it to Lilly. Gets it to Nwekbo. He puts it on target. Oh, Diva Nwekbo did it from the sideline. Diva Nwekbo highlight reel. And we've got It's not going as well as I had hoped. Uh, it's tiring. Um, you know, not seeing my family as much, but you know, getting to getting to take in the boys, uh, the boys' soccer, which is which is good. So I've been I've been able to see that, and um, actually got to watch one of his practices this week. And uh, we haven't been able to see a lot of his practices. You know, Far Post doesn't really allow a lot of a lot of visitors inside uh, in the winter time. So I I got to go in and watch that situation, and uh, it's way more intense than I thought it would be. <laughs> uh for you know a bunch of nine and ten year olds um but you know i think coach todd and uh coach stage are kind of um getting them ready for their big uh their big tournaments in massachusetts they got one like late winter early spring tournament in massachusetts uh coming up in uh in march so um they're uh getting them ready for the physicality of it all and uh and doing a lot of uh doing a lot of cardio stuff you know so they could so it was it was fun to watch. So that was kind of like my release from all the union shit that's going on at work. Um, but uh, today we do have a special guest, and uh, I kind of alluded to it a little bit on the Instagram Instagram a little bit ago. Uh, we have uh, our number one scorer, number one goal scorer from last season, uh, uh, going to be back in green this year. Uh, we'd like to welcome Deba Nwagbo. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, so, uh, basically, uh, what we did, what we did with Sam is probably do the same thing we'll do with you. Uh, we just get kind of a, a, a quick layout of like your soccer story, your origin story with soccer, uh, and, uh, how you came to find, uh, Vermont green. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So first of all, thanks for having me, um, you know, I think y'all are doing a really good job with this podcast and it's, you know, I'm excited to see what it can grow into because of such like, such kind of like the strong following Vermont Green has. So, but yeah, um, I um, started playing when I was like, I think three or four years old. Um, my dad got me into it, loved it so much. Um, he's from Nigeria, so, um, you know, Nigeria, the soccer heritage over there is incredible. And um, yeah, I started playing really young. Um, and yeah, I joined um, a team called NASA, like North Atlanta Soccer Association, I'm from Georgia. And it was close by. Um, and I remember always like um, wanting to play like select because at first it was obviously like recreational leading up to a certain age group. And I remember like wanting to just play select soccer so bad, but I was too young. And like, um, I had two older brothers, well, I have two older brothers who like were playing select and I was like six or seven. And um, yeah, it got to a point where like I was scoring too many goals, just doing 
you know, is doing too much that they ended up having to like, you know, bump me up a few age groups. I think I was, I think I was playing up two age groups back then. And um, yeah, that was great. Um, you know, I was still doing pretty well, even in that scenario, but like it got to a point where my dad moved to Nigeria because uh, of a job that he got. And um, my mom, yeah, she was trying to, you know, still keep up with the soccer stuff, but it was difficult um, for her. So we ended up just all moving to Nigeria and I lived there for three years where I didn't, I didn't play anything organized over there really. Like I would play on the street a lot, like with uh, like my neighbors and stuff like that. And yeah, I actually like feel like I learned a lot, like a lot from my game I got from there, just like playing every day for like hours, just on the streets, just, you know, kicking around after school or just whenever really like after school, like on campus or even after school, I just, you know, my on the street, like right in front of my house. And it got to a point where like I was in middle school and um, like middle school in Nigeria and my um, parents were like thinking, okay, like he's about to be in high school soon. Well, for me and my, me and my siblings, and they were like, we probably, you know, get him back to the United States. So he can start, you know, getting ready for college. And I went to a, like a college uh, preparatory school, um, like an hour away from like my house in um, Atlanta. And um, there I played on the soccer team there. And it was like, it was like, it was co-ed for uh, my last year at middle school, <laughs> actually. And then um, after that, I played one year for um, high school team, um, did well. And then I ended up transferring schools to a, uh, school called North Cobb High School, which is like right by my house. Like my um, mom moved back to Nigeria. So it was, you know, possible to happen that way. And yeah, I played, um, I played the, I played on uh, my 10th, my 10th grade year. I played for only high school and I um, went to a, I somehow, I don't remember how really, but I somehow got in contact with them, um, with Atlanta United. And um, I um, went on a trial there when I was like 15 or 16, did like really, really well. Um, but, you know, things kind of fell through um, and I didn't end up joining them. And I got a random call one day from um, a guy named Matt Bellamy um, to come and join his like, you know, smaller team called Smyrna Soccer Club. Um, I went over there. And um, yeah, I, I loved it immediately, did really well with him that one season and then went to Alabama FC, which is where like pretty much the real soccer started. Um, so Matt Bellamy, my coach, he moved to Alabama FC as like, cause he got a better role over there and he asked me to come with him. So I did. And then I got recruited by um, William and Mary. Um, played the first three years there and then um, I ended up getting um, a text from my um, coach and he was like the team called Vermont Green. Um, um, Adam Pfeiffer has been looking for players and um, yeah, um, he's watched your film and he thinks you're a good player and he would, he's wondering if you'd want to like sign. So I had no idea what I was going, what I was getting myself into, you know, 
Um, and yeah, me and um, Nathan Messer um, got on a call with Adam Pfeiffer and just, you know, talked and we kind of knew that like, that's what we wanted out of a summer experience. So like, um, you know, we ended up just uh, once the uh, semester ended, packed our, uh, packed his car up, just drove, <laughs> drove 10 hours. I think it was 12 hours, 12 hours on this on the just incredible journey that ended up being the inaugural season of Vermont Green. Alfredo came with us too, actually. So and then yeah, you know, here we are pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta tell you it, that that's the season for us, I think uh <clears throat> I'm not gonna speak for Will, but like the season for us, like it started off as just like uh you know, we talked to Tyler a, a couple episodes ago who started the, who started the supporters group and we didn't even know what it was going to become, what it was going to become, where it was going to go, um, how the season was going to end up, I think, but like to a man, uh, to a person that we, we all felt that like, this could be something big and as the season kind of went along and, and we watched the whole thing grow, it was pretty wild to see, you know, you see every single game, you saw more and more people there. And, you know, and I, and I, I, I talked to a lot of people, you know, I, I work at the hospital. So I talked to a lot of people and I keep mentioning that we, we got this team. Uh, no, it's not a joke. Uh, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> uh, you know, soccer is, not a lot of people think Vermont and, and soccer, you know, they don't really go yeah. together. And, yeah. and um, we started kind of meeting before the season started. Um, and we met at Burlington beer, uh, the group of us, we have kind of like a, um, a core group that kind of started. Um, and we kind of had a plan going into it, not knowing where it was going to go. So, when things started to happen and and you guys just kind of took off flying it it got really really fun for us and uh you know the the way that it kind of the the, the regular season culminated um with uh your goal um against pioneers and uh I, was it the game before that you had the hat trick so like that the eight nothing win like none of us saw that coming but i think that like like I said, to a person, like we didn't know what was going to happen, but the way that it grew and the way that you guys kind of, we watched you guys kind of grow as a team. Um, it, it, it really, it really uh, helped us to, to kind of just say, let's keep this going and let's hope for more next season. And, and I think watching some of, uh, well, I, I think you were the, your, your name came up first uh, as the first uh, returnee which was pretty awesome. And uh, I think that Will and I had talked about it and we knew that we wanted to talk to you um, as one of our first guests and, and um, kind of get an idea of what you felt about Vermont, how, how uh, you know, one, or what you knew about it before you came here and how, how, how the, your opinion either was confirmed or changed because, because of what you found through soccer here. Um, yeah, so I still remember the day I got the text from my coach at William & Mary. Um, he was saying that team in Vermont, and I was like, 
I mean, <laughs> like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Right? It's like, but then, you know, I mean, Nathan Messer was already like, um, he was already, um, he already agreed to go. So, and like, that's also something that me and him talked about. We were like, yeah, it's Vermont. We don't know anything about it, but like, it's an experience that like, who knows? Like just with soccer and just life in general, like you never know like what, um, like what step that you take can like, you know, cause we, cause we were, we had the intention that we wanted to like have a very good summer season. Cause like we had pretty bad experiences like um, previous summers, like just when it came to like, not, not just like, I'm not trying to knock other teams. I'm not going to mention them, but like just unprofessionalism from like the previous teams we've been on. And just like the lack of like the lack of uh, team spirit, the lack of like a fan base, it just felt like, you know, it was literally what's, it was literally summer soccer. We, we wanted something bigger than that. And then when we heard about Vermont, like having like um, just like the potential of that, we just kind of took a leap of faith. And I think like, Burlington is a sick place. Like it's, it's really, really cool. So it was like, like I didn't, I was I did my research and everything to see like you know what were things the cool things to do nearby and then like the more and more I found I was like okay this could be a really really good experience not just a good one and then it turned out to be like the best experience of my life. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, I have to say I think this must have you know without putting words in your mouth exceeded your expectations because you know you did walk away as an all conference player. Uh, so yeah. how did that feel walking away with that you know recognition? Um, I mean, it, it felt good. Um, that's the thing is like, it's a, it's a little weird because, um, by the time I had like figured out that I won that, um, we were already like in the thick of things with our, um, with our college teams and like, you know, like it obviously like, you know, it gave me some like, uh, this, this quick gratification, but you know, it's kind of like onto the next, um, got to keep it pushing, got to, you know, focus on where I'm at now. But I was very honored to receive that award for sure. So I've actually got a question here uh, from the Green Mountain Boys. We've got a youth coach in our in our group, and, you know, he wants to know if you have a certain player you model your game after. He says as a youth coach, uh, his kids um, would love to give your take on this, you know, who you emulate. Um, Like my – I feel like my game, like – it differs within the teams that I go to, you know what I mean? Like, so my, like one of my favorite players based off of just like pure playing style is Memphis Depay. I think like the mix of like physical ability and like technical ability is incredible when it comes to him. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm thinking of other players really. I mean, well, you know, player that comes to my mind is, you know, Bukayo Saka, really. Um, your really? goal against Pioneers was almost identical to his goal against Chelsea. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, right wing dominance. Uh, you know, I see a lot of similarities. You don't have to agree with me, but, you know, it's definitely, you know, who I, I mean, see. I'll take it. Saka is <laughs> one of the one of the best players in the Premier League. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nice it's a nice thing for you to say for sure. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Mike and I have disagreements about that, but <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's pretty amazing that you know you have a you have a uh, 
a, a Lily White and a, and a Gooner uh, having a podcast together. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's what Vermont does to you. So you know. <laughs> we agree <laughs> to disagree on on certain certain days. You know. Yeah. That's fair. Um. Yeah. I and I, I think the the uh, we'll just get to the meat and potatoes here. Uh, we have uh, another question from another from another uh, uh, listener right now who and he, he, everybody's uh. Everybody wants to know the answer. And I know that uh, that night I had seen you uh, when you were leaving Rira and I asked you and you just kind of smiled at me and kept on walking. <laughs> Shot or uh, pass? <laughs> were you, were okay, you crossing I, it? I, were you crossing it? Okay. Okay. I honestly, I'm happy that I'm here now so I can finally explain myself. This is perfect. <laughs> perfect. So it was like, so I saw um, Owen running in the box when I got the ball, but like, I was so tired and like, I knew that I wasn't like shaped like properly to get it to him well. So like, I literally was trying to like put it on frame so the keeper could like either spill it. I was trying to make the keeper's life like, you know, miserable. I was trying to like, you know, have him like mess up, like either carry it over the bar for like a corner or just like spill it. And then it just ended up going in. So I just, so technically, like, it was, like, kind of a shot, but, like, I wasn't, I, I shot without, like, really thinking I was going to score, if that makes sense. But, <laughs> it makes, it makes, know. it makes absolute sense. My, uh, I can tell you that uh, my, my son uh, played his first year of middle school ball this year, and he, um, and he took a corner that actually, that actually curled and went in, and it was right go. at the, it was right at the end of the game, and, uh, and I asked him the same question and, and he was like, <laughs> and he's uh, he's a pretty honest kid. And he was like, there's no way I was shooting that ball. <laughs> yeah. That's too honest. That's yeah. Way yeah, too yeah, honest yeah. To me. yeah I know. Like... I, I told him, I was like, man, you gotta, you gotta own that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, a hell, like... that was a hell of a, that was a hell of a, a corner kick, but um, yeah. yeah we well, you put the ball in a dangerous location, you know, Why not? Yeah, right. Exactly. You put it in the most dangerous location, you know, back of the net, you know, that was one of the loudest moments in the stands that we had ever, 100%. you know, the, the eruption after that goal, you know, in, intentional or not, doesn't really matter. The effect is the same. Um, yeah. And it was, it was quite a moment against pioneers who I, you know, when you're talking about the opposition in the league, I mean, maybe you have a different opinion on this, but it doesn't get much tougher than Pioneers and, and Seacoast. Do you, were there any other teams that really gave you guys trouble? Um, in the league? Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, Bolts, the first time, they were pretty hard to shake down. Um, but we fixed everything the second time we played them. But besides that, I can't really remember a team that was, you know, really, well, oh, BlackRock, BlackRock, when we went to them, that was tough. And, like, we dominated the entire game, but you know how soccer goes. Like, they just got one shot, and they just scored, and then we were just running out of ideas, I guess. But, you know, it's just how the game goes sometimes. I, sure. You know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because, like, I don't I don't recall a moment um, – where we really watched you guys like face any kind of adversity to the, to the point where it got you guys down. Yeah. Um, you guys were, you guys were a team that, that came back from any kind of, kind of adversity and, and 
quite honestly, I think the, that's a, a testament to like uh, the coaching staff and and yeah. how and how they prepared you guys. You guys always came to the game prepared, ready to go, um, and in we in the crowd always felt the energy from you guys, even even in the pregame. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously we were we were in the parking lot having having our own kind of fun, getting ready for the game and getting hyped up. And uh, it, it really helped us to see like from, from kickoff to, to the, to the final whistle that you guys were just out there to play, you know, you were energetic. And, and uh, we, we did talk about this with Sam last time was like, you know, it was almost like two different seasons, you know, with the players that we got to see. And, yeah. and uh, I honestly liked the second half of the season kind of better. Um, <laughs> not to, not to discount again, not to discount what the guys yeah. in the, in the first, the first group did. Um, but like it got, I think it got more exciting for me um, and, and definitely for my family uh, when we would come to the games, seeing you guys, uh, you know, at, at, interact with the crowd. Mm-hmm. I guess. And, and, and it just, and it, and it made the games more exciting for everybody, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing is I think, yeah, it does always start from the top. Um, Adam and Ruben and Chris, they did like a really good job of like creating like very good. Um, it was like, he made us like care for each other. I feel like, and when you have that, like, people are going to run, run harder for each other. They're going to be like fearless for each other. Like, you know, just build, build each other up. So I feel like we were also like, we all became friends as well. Like everybody was happy for like the next guy, like no matter the situation. So like, I feel like when it's like, you know, everybody's intentions are pure the way they were, then like, especially like even from the fans too, all the intentions were pure. Everybody like was bought in, like the focus, like the club was, the biggest thing the club came first and i feel like that's just with a good coaching staff and good players like success is really the only um only answer that comes out of that i feel like and speaking of the coach i mean did did he sort of have a clear idea from the start as to formation and tactics or was it sort of a you know develop as you go through preseason because you know from what i can remember it was basically a four two three one the entirety of the season yeah, I think he had an idea, like a, a good idea, but like I think he just wanted to test pieces early on in the season, like see what balances could work out. And um, yeah, I mean, it was also a, it was also that with a mix of like, you know, let's say we had two games um, in a week. It's about balance, you know, playing people like to you know, um, I guess give them breaks whenever they needed it, and you know, just managing minutes and like you know load and all that so i think it was just a mix of trying to trying to find the right pieces to go into like the system that he had anticipated i guess so his his, yeah like i I think like what will is saying too is like what i what i what i kind of saw was like it was a little bit more free-flowing than than kind of mechanical movements Uh, i don't know if like when you get when you guys like practice if there were any like and I and I and I'll say like being a Tottenham fan, watching Conte, everything is so mechanical, and it's almost choreographed to a point mm-hmm. where the game at times doesn't seem very fun to watch. 
mm-hmm. um, with you guys, like in, and what the reason I bought into Spurs years ago was because the style of play was kind of free flowing and fun and, mm-hmm. uh, it, and uh, just kind of wide open. Um, but like, also dominance in the midfield and, and kind of, that's what I saw with you guys. And that's, uh, it really helped me kind of uh, connect with the team too and connect with the game. But um, I don't know if, if you had seen if, if there were any kind of like choreographed mechanical type movements that you, you guys uh, put into game situations at all. Um, there was actually a time of the season when um, it was like very early on when um, we literally would just work on trying to break down a defensive unit. And I feel like that's when we really, you know, started, you know, the, like, the, but let me say the button started clicking, I guess. Like when, because I remember like it was, uh, I think we went two games without a win. Adam wasn't having it at all. <laughs> he was like, this is not like, we're way too talented of a team to be um, going like this. So we already had ball playing center backs, like center backs who were good with the ball at their feet. And we had like literally all the pieces. We had technical midfielders like Alfredo, like Rodri, like Pacella and such and such. We had like all the good pieces, but I think it was just a matter of like chemistry and kind of like knowing what people like. So we ended up just like kind of doing drills that would help us kind of get like more um, familiarity with each other. And then it got to a point where you kind of just, you know, people just know each other and that's pretty much what a team is. So so do you think the, the culmination of all of that ended up being the the 8-0 against Pathfinder? Because that really set up the run-in for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, honestly, like that red card in the first, in the first second of the game was, that was also probably something that, you know, I, I do back ourselves to, you know, have won that game comfortably because I felt like we were like a good, better than them by a decent margin. But like that red card in the first half, like first second of the game was very unfortunate for them. And yeah. And when we were all confident, you know, everybody was really ticking. Like it was, it could have been worse to be fair, but you know, We'll take eight zero. <laughs> That's fair, and I think you could look back to the game previously against Black Watch. I mean, you ended up with three nil win there, so you know things were yeah. coming along at that point. So I suppose the red card definitely come into play there. But you know, how does it feel to sub on and score a hat trick? Because that's quite an accomplishment, though. Um, it felt great. Um, because I've been actually struggling with an injury like all season. Like, I struggled with it. I got actually I got hurt against um AC Connecticut. Like I like messed up my ankle really bad. And I was like, you know, practicing some, some days I wouldn't practice. And I was like fighting, trying my best to come back. And then um, the day before um, the game, Bay Zero game, like it was feeling decent, but not great. And then I woke up and I was like, okay, I can definitely play on this. And I was just hungry and came in and just didn't expect to score a hat trick, but I was hungry and I just ball just kept falling for me so I just kept on you know doing what I know how to do so did that injury keep you out from the black watch game because you weren't on the in the lineup that night yeah yeah it was like black watch Boston City it was a few games it was like I think three I missed in a row uh Western Mass the first time we played them 
you know, it does explain why you went missing because, you know, we don't really get injury updates um, in USL yeah. too. So, you know, um, I didn't yeah. notice you disappear from the, the lineup for a time. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it was rough, but, you know, the guys were, you know, by my side, the coaches were by my side. And then like, it was honestly just, it was great. Just, you know, coming back and then being able to play every, like, the last few games consistently because like, being out for three games in like a short season is not, is not ideal or fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of like taking a step back and like being grateful to be able to like, you know, play just literally just get on that field. It's just great. So, so, you know, speaking of which is a short season, it's a summer season. So, you know, part of it is off season training for you. Uh, did you, view this as a chance to experiment with your role because I mean you started on the right wing predominantly but there were a couple games where you started in the striker spot so is that something you've done before or was that sort of an experiment um I played striker before like especially like in club and I played striker for William & Mary like you know sporadically like here and there so I mean it's not like it's not uh I think my best role is probably on the wing but it also changes with like, I guess my form, like how I'm feeling mentally and stuff like that. So yeah, it definitely I mean, it goes back to your comparison to Depay because like him, he plays, you know, on the wing and as the forward. So yeah, exactly. And I just, I think the system is really like the most important thing. Cause at the end of the day, like wingers and strikers are all forward players who have like similar jobs. So yeah. So a bit of a, you know, a random question, but as I'm thinking about this, you know, part of the thing that got the crowd so keyed up during the season was the announcer, Tom Proctor. Was he somebody, could you hear him on the field? Yeah. Yeah, we could. We could. That's so interesting because, you know, you're not used to live commentary. Yeah. And and so I I, I suppose it might have been entertaining for the players as well to hear the announcer, you know, geeing up the crowd and sort of taking yeah. little shots here and there at the opposing players. You know, yeah, it's a <laughs> hostile environment for the away team. So yeah, I forgot what game it was. I forgot what game it was, but he was, you know, getting active, and I was like running after like a ball, and he said something, and I was just like, "That's actually hilarious." <laughs> like, well, I'm trying to focus on the game, but yeah, great stuff though for sure from him. Um. We have another question, actually, from another uh, live viewer. Um, what away game do you think you would want uh, to see in away days uh, for the Green Mountain Boys? What what place was the most hostile for you guys, and and would the Green Mountain Boys be able to help you out if we were to go to uh, an away days? I think, hmm, hostile. I, I'd probably say, um, Boston Bolts. I mean, they didn't have many fans, but like, they had some guys saying some pretty, you know, some you know, pretty not so nice stuff. But I mean, that's the thing, though. Is like, I think. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't enough to like really get under our skin though. So it was just like, that's the thing is when you take like our team compared to, compared to like any other team, like in um, our conference, like Ramon Green was like the best, like by far when it came to like fan support too. So it was just like, 
you know, we, we, we had our confidence from you guys and, you know, we didn't, we didn't really like, I think we were so keyed in on like what we had going on that we weren't really like even pressed about whatever anybody else was talking about from other teams. So, but I'd probably say Boston, like uh, Boston Bolts though, just cause nobody else is really talking about anything really. Well, it's- I mean, that's good because the opening game of the season, I've already got seven guys confirmed for it. So, you know, uh, we're talking about sure. getting some some support down there for the opening day. So awesome. it should be, awesome. should be a good be, time. It, it, it will be a good time. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think that like our group, our group. Uh, we I, I like to think that we that we kind of help drive the drive some of the some of the excitement around it around around the uh the club too. And uh, it, I loved watching the crowd get into it. Like from, from the North side of the stands all the way down to us and the South side of the stands. I really think that like, as, as the season went on and, and, and the, the, the emotion grew and it, it got hotter outside and more people were out and, and, and having fun, you know, it wasn't rainy anymore. Um and, and people just wanted to get out and have fun in the summertime. And I, I, um, just being part of that was, it was so awesome. But on the other side of it, watching you guys like on some of the live streams for the, for the away games, you see two, three, four people in the crowd. Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of tough to watch. Um, and and I think that kind of speaks to what kind of a community Burlington is. Um, obviously it's our largest city, but like we have other towns around us that, that contribute to that city and people, people were actually coming from as far away as Montpelier and middle Middlebury and Rutland and like Southern Vermont to come up and watch you guys. And and I think that really put a charge into us to help get the crowd going and be kind of cheerleaders. Um, and it, and any kind of support that you guys can get uh, that we can help provide, we're going to do that for you guys. And, and hopefully we'll, we'll have a couple of away days. Like Will said, we got seven guys confirmed already to go down. Um, and hopefully maybe um, – we get a playoff game maybe at home this year if, if the if the club is mm. looking at trying to trying to do that for us, mm. um, and I th- I think it'd be a great place and a great experience uh, just watching what you guys uh, got to experience you know in the playoff game, which kind of yeah. brings me to my next question: um, w- What was your experience in 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 the playoffs for USL two, um, getting outside of the the conference that you guys played in in the regular season um it's actually very interesting because um so when the mary like the school i just uh finished up at like we um we uh are based in virginia so like lions bridge is like i guess the ideal place for you to go if you're trying to stay like in the Williamsburg area because it's like a 20 minute drive so when we found out we were going to play Lions Bridge it's like okay so we're playing against like half of our team at William & Mary so like me um Nathan well Alfredo had left to Spain but at least us two in particular we were kind of like we were very excited 
Like there were there were actually like no nerves whatsoever. At least I can't speak on him, but for me, <laughs> no nerves at all. Like I was I was so excited because like one of our um, best friends, um, Alexander Eleven Good played on Lionsbridge as well with like a few other teammates. So we were like pumped talking about it before the game, you know, having like the like just trash talk to like guys who like <laughs> guys who like were really like close with like off the field. And like it was nice to like because I had to see them all summer to like see them again for the first time in that setting, like being on the field battling for like, you know, the two to like some huge size throughout the league. It was great. Like it actually, it didn't feel like real, you know, it felt like, like this is like, this is just written perfectly in the script. And then to go there and win, but all those people like, you know, coming and claiming the territory was just great. Especially with, especially with a red card that, that shouldn't have happened. That was crazy. Cause yeah, that was never, they came back after the fact and said that, that, that wasn't a second yellow. Yeah. And uh, we we all knew that because we, we were all watching it at, at, uh, at Vivid Coffee. So we had a big crowd there um, and we all kind of were like questioning what was going on. But um, that that was that was one of the most fun parts of the season, you know. Uh, but it, it's again, it's just. We are so excited to carry that into this season, too, and to see like because of what you guys did last season um they just announced today that they have 750 season tickets sold for a 2500 <laughs> capacity place that's, that's huge you guys are likely going to have sellouts for every game just because of the way that that the community supports you know semi pro and professional leagues in this in this town in this area it's and it's fantastic and i and i can't be more excited for it than than I am now. In fact, um, I had just purchased, I had only purchased tickets for my son and my and myself. And my daughter went to a bunch of games last year and she was actually more of a cheerleader than my son was because he was out in the back, back of the stands playing, playing pickup with his buddies, you know, on the on the <laughs> lacrosse fields back there. But um <laughs> Those kids, those kids, they, they, they can't watch more than five minutes without having to go and play themselves, you know? So, but my daughter got into it. She's, she's a, you know, she's 14 years old and she got into it. She loves going to her brother's games and she got right into it to the point where she stole my scarf and one of my jerseys. So (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, pretty awesome. And and I can't wait to see what happens uh, going forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, there, there was a couple other questions, really Vermont, New England based type questions though. Yeah. Uh, one is, uh, do you know what a creamy is? A creamy? Yeah. Nah. So, it's a soft serve ice cream. Okay. Yeah. The question was, what is your favorite flavor of creamy? Did you have, did you have any soft serve ice cream? I never did. No. Okay. I never did. Well, you know. You gotta you gotta check that off your list you got, this season. Yeah, you know, it you comes it. in maple, black raspberry, chocolate. Is it a terrible name? Maybe, but it is the name. <laughs> Maybe, definitely. Definitely. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but to go off that, enough. uh, you know, do you guys have a favorite restaurant or spot to hang out outside of uh your living quarters during the season? Um, I mean Burlington Bureau is cool. You no, know, like that's pretty much 
it was that's pretty much all I went to. I mean, that in downtown Burlington, just like going through the city, it was mm-hmm. cool to walk around. I, I forgot the name of the what's the beach called again? Um, well, there's a there's a couple. There's, there's North North Beach right there. Yeah, I think it's North Beach. I think that's what it, that's what it was. Me and that was us, like through the camp guys. through the campground area. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we went we went there a lot because it was the weather was so nice most of the time. So. That's pretty much it, really. I mean, you know, it was that and just soccer and looking for the weekends. <laughs> so, yeah. Got another uh, question for the Mountain Boys here. Uh, if you had to choose between uh, University of Georgia and uh, Jaw Tech, who, who are you siding with? Probably University of Georgia. Probably. All right. Any reason for that? I think it's just because I know more people there. Fair enough. Probably. Yeah. You don't want to be yellow jacket anyway. Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess uh, I guess going forward, uh, you have a, a, a cast of returning uh, returning players and some new players. Um, do you do you? Uh, do you know any of the newer players first? Um, not really. I don't like not. Yeah, the guys who um who have been announced so far, I don't really, I don't really know any of them outside of like I guess I know that they go to like the same schools as some of the guys who were on the team last year, but I don't know them personally. So that's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. The other, the other half of the question is like, which of the returning guys do you think you're gonna mesh with best? What um, this, this, this is, this comes from uh, our buddy Danny V. Uh, uh, which, which of the guys do you think you're gonna returning players do you think you're gonna mesh with the best? Which ones uh, do you play better with versus versus some of the others? Do you have, do you have a favorite like line mate, or do you have a a a, a a link up person that that you guys really kind of kind of get together and uh, makes the game easier for you to play. Um, I'd probably say overall probably Charlie. Charlie's like he's My like boy Charlie. <laughs> yeah, he's actually like the most unselfish player I've ever played with. Like he's always looking to feed me. So yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice that he's coming back. He really you know bursted to life when he got his chance. So confidence, confidence will do, will do wonders for anybody. And he, when he's confident, he is a brilliant player. So for sure. I think that uh, I, I really enjoy, I, I really enjoy watching you guys. Uh, the, the physicality, I think um, is, is the, is the biggest part of it for me. And uh, the 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 difference in watching uh, the college game this year, uh, I, I never really paid much attention to the college game, um, but the difference between watching the college game and watching you guys in the USL two, um, I think the, the the college game has its spots where um, where it's really really fun to watch and it, it could be really interesting, but the precision isn't there. The physicality is, is, is always there. Everybody's 
always trying to make their mark on the game, put their mark on the game, make make the big tackle, make the make the big you know interception in the midfield or or, or win that 50-50 ball. Um but watching watching that level to the USL2 level is is it's I didn't ex- I didn't really expect the USL2 level to be as exciting and fun as it is. Um and I kind of liken it to like the Cape Cod Baseball League, uh, like the the wood bat, uh, you know, pre-professional league where so many big professional baseball players came out of. Um, we saw a lot of that um, come to fruition in the USL too, with with uh, you know guys getting drafted from your team. Um, so I guess my question is, where do you, where do you see yourself after this? Do you see yourself looking looking to hopefully get drafted? Oh, obviously you want to get drafted and you want to you want to you know progress your career, but do you think that you know where where do you think your future lies as far as going through the ranks of the USL or hoping to get onto an MLS team or maybe playing in Europe or Mexico or somewhere outside of the states? Um, I think the end goal would probably be to play in Europe. Um, but I think like just honestly, grand scheme, like complete, like complete, um, um, I guess outlook is that I would like to just play at the highest level I can, like, um, whether that's, you know, like MLS or, just anywhere, anywhere really that I just know that I'm challenged and that like I'm growing. I just want to push myself like the furthest I can go. So yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. I mean, putting all this hard work, you know, just hopefully you get rewarded one day. So yeah, that's, I mean, absolutely. I, the question I have, and maybe this is, I, I've just been, you know, looking up your career over here while we're talking. Uh, I, I noticed that you were called up for the Nigerian under 20, uh, under 17s. And I, I just think that's so fascinating. Uh, could you kind of talk about that experience to, you know, play for that organization? Yeah, um, I actually, I didn't, I didn't end up playing in any games. What happened was, um, it was, um, it was crazy. Actually, I was a senior in high school. <clears throat> and I just randomly received like, just an email, like, just a random email saying that I've been invited to the U17 national team, like camp, like leading up to like the, um, the, um, what's it called? I think it was like some African, like cup of nations. U17, U7, the U17 African cup of nations. Yep. Yeah. That's what it was in Tanzania. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I remember like, so um, I ended up going when I was like still in high school, like, like I was just about to graduate high school. And the thing is that like, when you, um, when you, um, like take two like weeks off of like school, with, like, um, just absences, like back to back, they drop you from the role. And like, since it was my last semester, I wouldn't have been able to do that while I still, I wouldn't have been able to graduate if I'd stayed. So it was like, I was there for two weeks. Like I made like the last cut before, like, it was the second to last cut I made because it was like, I think 80 people at first and then it got onto like 40 and I was in the last 40. And then I ended up having to like 
withdraw because if I didn't, I would have not been able to graduate high school. So it was like, it was interesting the way it was going because there was a lot of adversity. They were really, really, really good players. We're now playing like in some of the biggest leagues in Europe now from that team. So it would have been very interesting to see like if I had like, you know, taken a risk, that would have been interesting. But like at the end of the day, like the journey is what it is. And I'm really happy with where I'm at right now. And I'm happy with where I'm going to. So well, what players did you have a chance to meet over there? Um, there's this guy named uh, Samson Tijani. Mm-hmm. He's uh he plays for Salzburg now in the Austrian Bundesliga. Um, there's a guy named Akin Amo. He went to um Sweden. And Ruben actually knows him. That's funny. We had a conversation. Ruben actually like knows him some, I guess because he knows like African players that play in a in Sweden or Scandinavia. But he got a move to like uh Copenhagen in Denmark, which is pretty mm. sick. Mm-hmm. So um I'm thinking of other players. Like um that's pretty much all I can think of right now. But yeah. I mean, Salzburg and Copenhagen is pretty cool. So. I mean, yeah, that definitely is. I mean, I know Chijani on Salzburg, so that's, yeah. that's awesome. It's an awesome experience to have. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I, I, uh, I, I'm going to give you this kind of quick, quick moment to uh, to plug yourself here and plug your own podcast because uh, you do have a podcast, and I, I, I'm a subscriber. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I actually haven't listened to the, uh, to the, to the recent, uh, the recent, uh, podcast, which is, uh, the, the Chavi and NES there, Modric, uh, but I did, I did weigh in on Instagram and, and, uh, and, uh, I, I, I honestly, for my money and I, I don't think anybody beats Pig Iniesta, but, uh, Luke is still doing it, man. Like yeah. still doing it. Like watching that game yesterday. Jesus, man. That that Master dude, that dude can put the can put a ball in, man. And and at that age, it's there's there's nothing like watching Luka Modric just do his do his thing. You know, especially the way he linked up with Bale for for all those years. You know, both both Tottenham and and and, and Madrid. But um, I'll, I'll give you this chance to uh to kind of plug yourself if you want. Yeah, please, listeners out there, y'all need to go in, you know, listen to some Hot Take FC, hosted by me, Nathan Mester, and uh, our dear friend, Alexander Levingood. We just honestly just talk about the world of soccer, and and we do it in a very, like, conversational type manner, like, you know, no, like, we don't really hold back. We give our full, honest opinions of like what's going on in the soccer world. And sometimes it's like, it's, it's, let's just say it's a good listen. Let me not, you know, say too much. It's a like really good listen. It's really funny. So if you're ever looking for a laugh, just look up Hotik FC, Spotify, app, uh, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. I, I, I got a kick. I got a really good kick out of uh, it. Was, there was a couple of episodes ago. Uh, it was a messer was having issues with his audio. Oh my gosh, that was he kept on cutting so funny. I I, so I actually love that because uh my other podcast that I do, uh I, I've had so many issues where um it, not necessarily audio issues, but I'll be talking for like three minutes or trying to interrupt one of my other co-hosts. 
and I've had my mic muted for the entire time. Oh. They, they, you know, th- those guys get on me. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of the, the fodder for the, for the, uh, for the entire podcast, but um, because those guys are, you know, uh, smarter, smarter football minds than, than mine. But um, the, the podcast world is actually, is actually uh, a perfect outlet and w- listening to you guys talk, it, it sounds kind of the way that we wanted to shape our podcast um not just here but my wicked spursy podcast as well and it's just like three dudes having a conversation maybe over a beer you know watching the game talking about the game and just three buddies having a conversation that's what i get out of out of, out of hot take sc and i and i and i really enjoy it it's it's fun to listen yeah. to yeah thank you so much for that yeah it's it, it was this is funny because like it was a idea for like two years and then we ended up actually like you know getting after it and i wish you were more consistent but you know now that we're all separated right now it's kind of hard to you know find like times because something always comes up but yeah hey well look i just hit the subscribe button i see an episode here called is harry kane the best player in the prem i can answer that question for you right now but i'll still give it a listen so Oh. Okay, yeah, Tanya. <laughs> it is what it is. I that mean, was after I, he broke I mean, the record. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, I could, I could uh, talk about soccer all day long, but let's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, let, let's not get my opinion. <laughs> I'm sure Diva doesn't want to start a fight between me and Will right now. So I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. It was it, it was an just an immense pleasure to have you here today and and uh, I know for myself uh, my son my son and all of his buddies on his team you you're their favorite player <laughs> you're the guy they go there to see um, and I do have a picture that I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to have kind of blown up of uh, after that last game of Pioneers my son you're you're giving my son an autograph. And I just want, I, I, I'd love for you to sign it if you could, but that's just me being a fanboy and my son being a fanboy. Um, Cause that was like the only game that like the, all, all the boys were like, just, they stuck to, and they had the little cheering section up, up at the top of the bleachers. But um, it was the first game that all those boys actually just sat there and watched the entire game. And, um, and if you guys can give, even a little bit of excitement to to people um once or twice a week around here it's it's awesome it gives people an escape from daily life it gives people um a chance to enjoy a quality a quality uh, product that that you guys put out on the field and and the club really promotes uh community and 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 that's what that's what we love and that's what we we love about you and all of your teammates in the club and we're going to be there supporting you no matter what happens. So uh, I'll let Will, I'll let Will sign off with his kind of final thoughts too. I don't have too much for you. I'm really looking forward to to seeing you on the pitch this summer. Um, I guess my final question for you is, you know, what's the goal here uh, this season? You know, what are you shooting for? Um, Need to be less than a trophy at the end of the season. There we go. Like, if we can do it in front of our home fans, that would make it 
that would make it incredible. But the trophy, bringing it back, is is the main goal. You know. So yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that we have a parade if there's a damn trophy, man. Oh, that'd be <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy stuff for sure. Well, yeah. go out there, go out there, entertain the crowd. You know, win the conference and 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 absolutely bring back a trophy to Vermont. Yeah, that would be it's the you know, it's the dream. You know? It's day by day though. Gotta put in the work and hopefully it's part of the it's part of the plan. So yeah. Very good. Well, uh for myself, uh I would I would love to say thank you to Diva, thank you to Will. Uh, I, I appreciate both you guys and uh, hope to see you next time uh, on United in Green. Up the green. Up the green. Up the green. Day, though, I'll put in the work and hopefully it's part of the it's part of the plan. So, yeah. Very good. Well, uh, for myself, uh, I would I would love to say thank you to Diva, thank you to Will. Uh, I I appreciate both you guys, and uh, hope to see you next time uh, on United in Green. Up the green, up the green, up the green.